Thanks for joining us for today's message. Here at Temple Baptist, we're a church on a mission, connecting people to Jesus and to one another. I want to look at the person, the man named Moses. And I invite you to turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3. I'm going to be looking at uh, 3 and 4 this morning. And looking at Moses, he was such a great leader. You, we would think that he is fearless, that he is always the one that would be first in line to give leadership, and that he would be the one that would want to be out front. But no, that's not the way Moses was at the beginning when God called him. He had no intentions of returning to Israel, back to Egypt. He felt comfortable where he was in his walk, just caring for the sheep out in the desert. Nobody bothered him, and he's just his own little world. He felt quite comfortable. And that's the way we can be within our Christian walk at times. We can come, just become comfortable. That it's just sort of easy for us to do our Christian routines, whether we're reading the Bible, attending church, or keeping our life nice and, our life nice and tidy. But rather, God wants us to go deeper than just coasting along with Him. God wants us to call us to a deeper walk with Him, a more meaningful walk. And He was calling Moses to that task. Moses learned what God wanted him to do, which is a shock to him. He had no intention of returning to Israel, returning to Egypt. But God had a plan for him. The Lord said in verse 7, I indeed have seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good, spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Prezites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites have come, reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians have oppressed them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, Israel, out of Egypt. And here we find that all of a sudden Moses' comfortable lifestyle is interrupted, and God is calling him to a great task. And whenever God's people are suffering, or whenever there's tears that are being shed, God's always in tune with us. And he was aware that the people of Israel were, were struggling. And they were crying out to God for a deliverer. Crying out to God to get out of under the bondage. And God has chosen Moses to go back and to do that. Moses had, a, had the opportunity to do that first before he went into the desert. When Pharaoh's daughter was bathing along the riverside, she saw this little basket. And she sent down a handmaid down to retrieve the basket out of the, out of the Nile River. And here was a Hebrew baby. And so she took this baby and adopted it and took him into the palace. And so Moses, which means drawn from the water, came to live in the, in the palace along with Pharaoh. So he had the best life possible. He had the best education. He had the pomp and, and promise of living in a palace life. One day, he went out, and he noticed there was an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. And he said, he looked this way, he looked that way, and he didn't think anybody was looking. So he killed that Egyptian and buried him. The next day, 
he went out again to look at the Jewish labor force. And this time he saw a Hebrew beating up a Hebrew. And he said, what are you doing to the one who was in the wrong? Why are you doing this to your brother? And the man looked at uh, Moses and said, who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you going to do to me what you did to the Egyptian? And Moses immediately knew that he had been found out. And he had to flee from Egypt because Pharaoh would, kill, would have killed him. But Moses knew in his life, the call in his life when he was in Egypt, when he was growing up in Egypt, that God had chosen him to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. And yet he overstook, he overstepped his responsibility. He didn't listen to God. He didn't wait for God to reveal to him how he was to do this. And he went and made a mistake. And as a result, he had to run. So Moses responds to God. God here tells him, so now I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people out of Egypt. So Moses then responds in verse 11. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring out the Israelites out of Egypt? I'm not good enough, Moses is thinking. I'm not good enough to do something like that. My glory years are over. I've spent 40 years in the wilderness. I'm not prepared to go back to Egypt to do that assignment. God responds to him saying, I will be with you. This would be a sign to you that it is I who sent you. When you brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. And here God is promising that he will be his, his sufficiency. God was not asking Moses to bring the people out of Israel. God was asking Moses simply to be an instrument that God would use to accomplish his task. It was going to be by God's power and might and not by Moses' strength. But Moses felt he wasn't good enough. That he couldn't meet God's standard. That how could he possibly do such a thing now that he was just a shepherd? Rather, he didn't understand that God was calling him to work as his, as his servant. Moses then says, in verse 13 there, Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and they say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Moses is saying, What if they ask me who sent me? What authority do I have to speak on, uh, on whose behalf? God responded, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. And the, word, the phrase there, I am, means that God eternal, God always present, God always in existence. From that phrase, I am, comes the Hebrew word Yahweh, which is the most sacred name that they have for God. And so God is telling him, I'm going by my name, that I'll be faithful and dependable, and that you can trust in me.
God then tells Moses about some of the challenges that he's going to face. In verse 18 there, the elders of Israel will listen to you. Then you and the elders are to go up to the king of Egypt and say to him, the Lord, the God, let us take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. But I know the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform before them. After that, he will let you go. So Moses is realizing his task is tremendous. And what, what does God want for us for our insurmountable task? Moses had a challenge that God was calling him to. And so God calls us to our challenges. What are you facing today? God has promised through the Holy, with His power and the Holy Spirit that He will help you and guide you through your days and to be able to what your, handle what your problems may be. God's I am, Yahweh, I am sufficient. Well, Moses went on to say, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? What should I do then? What if they don't believe me? Moses remembered the last time that he was in Egypt, ran him out, and how he had totally failed. But God was calling him back. God says, okay, I'll give you a sign. He says there, what is in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached the snake and t- turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to them. God then goes on to give him another sign. He says, put your hand inside your cloak. Moses did that, and he withdrew it. It was leprous. Then God told him to put his hand back in his cloak again, and when he took it back out again, it was fully restored. God gives Moses Another sign. He says, take some water out of the Nile, and if you pour it on the dry ground, it will turn into blood. God's saying, I will verify that I am with you, and that it is I who is sending you to free the Israelites. God has promised to supply all our needs in our challenges. I'm not sure what you're facing today, whether you're facing a wayward child in your family that you've been struggling with over a period of time, or whether your marriage is broken down after a long time of trying to keep it together and intact. Perhaps loss of employment during this COVID season. Whatever you're facing, God says, I will be there and I will help you through it. Moses then said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since I have spoken to you, to your servant. I am now slow in speech and tongue. And here Moses has forgotten all his upbringing. He had the finest education in the, in the, in the land, in the palace of Pharaoh. 
And he completely forgets that. In Acts chapter 7, it says of Moses, At that time Moses was born, and he was no ordinary child. For three months he cared in his father's house. When he was placed outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him and brought him up as her own son. Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. Moses was a powerful speaker. He had just got comfortable with not using it. He was powerful in action. He just wasn't used to serving the Lord in a significant way. Moses didn't need a refresher course in his oratory skills, but rather to trust God in his sufficiency. We all have gifts and abilities. We all have gifts and abilities. Our place of work, we demonstrate our abilities that the Lord has given to us that we can serve him faithfully. We also have, perhaps you serve on a committee and you have the administrative ability to lead a a complex committee. Another area of skill. Or perhaps you're a coach and you coach kids and you mentor them and you teach them along the way. We all have skills and abilities. Even at salvation, God gives us a spiritual gift that we can use the Lord in our ministry. Each one of us has at least one spiritual gift given to us so we can serve the Lord. So Moses was well equipped for the task. What does Moses... So God said to him, Who gave man his mouth? Who made him deaf or dumb? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is not I the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. There were no excuses for Moses. He was, re- he, was, he was to return to Egypt and do as God had commanded him. Well, Moses then responds one more time. Moses said, Oh Lord, please send someone else to do it. Don't send me. I can't bear to go back to my place of failure. And that's what God does. He takes us back to our place of failure and lets us try again. He doesn't condemn us when we mess up. He doesn't judge us. He doesn't put us down. Rather, he comes with loving arms and gives us a second chance. And so Moses had a second chance to go back to the people of Israel and lead them out of Egypt. The Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, What about your brother Aaron? I know he can speak well. He's already on his way to meet you, and his heart would be glad when he sees you. You shall speak to him and put your words in his mouth. I will help both you to speak and to teach him what to do. God does not condemn Moses. He doesn't punish him. He speaks in, God is angry, but he still speaks with compassion and says, Moses, I have a job for you. I have a calling that only you can fulfill And God provides the strength and the resources to do that as we trust him. I don't know where you are today, but God does. And God is here to help you. God is here to minister to you in a very special, personal way. Perhaps you're stuck in your your spiritual walk with the Lord. You've got into the motions of uh, being a Christian, but there's no real substance to it. There's no real meaning to it. God 
wants to meet you at your place of greatest need. You may say, who me, Lord? What talents do I have? What can I possibly do? Three things we want, I want to focus on as we conclude. First of all, we need to listen to the voice of God. And Scripture is our main source of information, our main source where we learn what God is saying to us. Mark Twain says, it's not the passage of scriptures I don't understand that scares me. It's the passage that, that I do understand that terrifies me. And that's the same with us, that we can understand God's word and God can speak to us through his holy word. He can also speak to us through a friend or a mentor to encourage us along the way in God's path. Also, you can spend some time alone with God that uh, waiting upon him to hear his voice. A second thing to find out what God is calling you to is to strive to look at life from God's perspective. You want to look at what he's calling you from and from the angle that he sees. If you were to take a dime and put that dime up to your eye close enough, that dime could block out the sun. And it's just simply a dime. But it depends the perspective you're looking is what you see. And likewise, God is telling Moses, look from my perspective, look from my power, my sufficiency. And third of all, you want to place your faith in God's direction or plan for your life. That God has, has a plan for you. He knows you intimately. He knows how he's made you. and He knows what he wants to accomplish in your life. And God wants you with your abilities and capabilities. Chuck Swindoll says this, if we learn anything from this episode in Moses' life, let's understand that we should never resist or try to alter God's call. Our circumstances work out far better when we are willing to receive what God gives, relinquish what he takes, suffer for what he inflicts, and become what he requires. God's perhaps asking you today to step out Step out of your comfort zone. Speed up from three kilometers to, four, to five kilometers so that you can be walking Jesus with your spiritual walk. Perhaps he's wanting you to reach out to a friend, hurting friend that you know of, and you, you can minister to them if you would just take the time and the interest. Perhaps you need to forgive an old wound someone has hurt you with. Extend grace. Extend love. Or plan to help someone, in, pray for someone in need. Someone that you know is going through a difficult time, that you will uphold them and pray for them. Perhaps you would help out with day camp this week, that you will realize, Lord, this is an opportunity for me to help out. I can pray for day camp. I can come and volunteer. I can come and serve and have that opportunity. So, we need to make sure we're in pace with God, that we're following along with the way the Lord would have us to do. But perhaps some of you don't even have a relationship with God. And I encourage you to consider God's claims. In Romans chapter 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you will believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. 
God is calling each one of us this morning. And God is calling us to respond to him. And if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior this morning, I encourage you to consider giving your heart to the Lord, making him Lord and ruler of your life. The fact that God loves you and he has died, he was buried, and he rose again for your salvation. Lord wants to have a relation with, with you and that you are engaged with him. The Lord is faithful and he will never let us down. For Moses, he had a great task and Moses carried that task through. For, God, for each one of us, God has a plan for our life and he wants us to be faithful in our calling. He may take you back to where you failed, but that is an opportunity for you to trust him again and to serve him. And the Lord is faithful and strong for each one of us. Thanks for listening, and consider joining us live on Sundays at 9.15 and 11 a.m. For our address, directions, and any other information, find us online at templebaptist.com.